In early spring, a friend went for a walk in the woods and, glancing down at the path, saw a snail. Picking it up, she held it gingerly in the palm of her hand and carried it back toward the studio where I was convalescing. She noticed some field violets on the edge of the lawn. Finding a trowel, she dug a few up, then planted them in a terracotta pot and placed the snail beneath their leaves. She brought the pot into the studio and put it by my bedside. I found a snail in the woods. I brought it back, and it's right here beneath the violets. You did? Why did you bring it in? I don't know. I thought you might enjoy it. Is it alive? She picked up the brown, acorn-sized shell and looked at it. I think it is. Why, I wondered, would I enjoy a snail? What on earth would I do with it? I couldn't get out of bed to return it to the woods. It was not of much interest, and if it was alive, the responsibility, especially for a snail, something so uncalled for, was overwhelming. My friend hugged me, said goodbye, and drove off. At age 34, on a brief trip to Europe, I was felled by a mysterious viral or bacterial pathogen resulting in severe neurological symptoms. I had thought I was indestructible, but I wasn't. If anything did go wrong, I figured modern medicine would fix me. But it didn't. Medical specialists at several major clinics couldn't diagnose the infectious culprit. I was in and out of the hospital for months, and the complications were life-threatening. An experimental drug that became available stabilized my condition, though it would be several grueling years to a partial recovery and a return to work. My doctors said the illness was behind me, and I wanted to believe them. I was ecstatic to have most of my life back. But out of the blue came a series of insidious relapses, and once again, I was bedridden. Further, more sophisticated testing showed that the mitochondria in my cells no longer functioned correctly, and there was damage to my autonomic nervous system. All functions not consciously directed, including heart rate, blood pressure, and digestion, had gone haywire. The drug that had previously helped now caused dangerous side effects. It would soon be removed from the market. When the body is rendered useless, the mind still runs like a bloodhound along well-worn trails of neurons, tracking the echoing questions, the confused family of whys, whats, and whens, and their impossibly distant kin, how. The search is exhaustive, the answers elusive. Sometimes my mind went blank and listless. At other times it was flooded with storms of thought, unspeakable sadness, and intolerable loss. Given the ease with which health infuses life with meaning and purpose, it is shocking how swiftly illness steals away those certainties. It was all I could do to get through each moment and each moment felt like an endless hour, yet days slipped silently past. Time unused and only endured still vanishes, 
as if time itself is starving, and each day is swallowed whole, leaving no crumbs, no memory, no trace at all.